Have you ever thought about that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? I did. I actually bought two homes in Albuquerque that I Airbnb'd, and it was just an amazing investment, honestly, because, you know, as you are accruing value in your property, you are also making money on the Airbnbs. It's amazing. So your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila is a must-have. It's an award-winning tequila. It's infused with real juice, with real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. It's real. So you need like two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. Hey, um, you know how I'm always trying to keep my house parties exciting? New cocktails? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Okay, well, here's something that's going to flip the script. Okay. All right. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this, right. Oliver Hudson. Yeah, 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila that's infused with juice from real fruits. You only need two to three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. Wait a minute. I think I know what brand you're talking about. You know why? Yeah. Because 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend. It's female founded. That's right. See? Sounds See like how I know? Something I can get behind. I know. Well, there's a good story behind that for sure. Listen, if you love tequila... You have to try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And my name is Oliver Hudson. We wanted to do something that highlighted our relationship. And what it's like to be siblings. We are a sibling rivalry. No. Oh, no. Sibling rivalry. Don't do that with your mouth. <laughs> Sibling rivalry. That's good. Hi. What up? It was your birthday. It was my birthday. And you went I'm out. 44. 44 years old. We, uh, you know, I bought a 33-foot trailer, and this was the maiden voyage, and we went to this place called Bogan Flats and had my birthday, and it was really, really fun. That's so fun. I know. It was great. The kids had fun. We camped with another family there, so the kids got to hang. We swam in 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 the river, and yeah, the whole experience is just so much fun. Good. That's what I'm going to do from now on. I'm just leaving. It's, uh, isn't it like a million degrees where you are right now? Oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy hot. And then it snowed here in, on September 8th. How about that? But I almost died the other day on my mountain bike. Well, you mean after I told you to be careful? Yeah, that day. It's <laughs> so it. funny. I knew it. Not, not because of uh, a, uh, fall, a fall, but it was so hot. And I got dizzy and had to like go under a tree and rest. And then I was like, got nervous because I was like, oh, I can't get my heart rate down. 
And then I finally was able to, but I had that moment of panic, you know, and it's like, no. I'm going to die up here. I'm going to fucking die up here. I'm like, Oliver, like, relax. You're not going to die. Just take some deep breaths. I'm like, but I can't cool down. I can't cool down. This is the conversation I'm having with myself. And yes, all the while my adrenaline is spiking and then it's making everything worse. So you had a panic attack in like a hundred degree heat on a mountain where no one was around. Well, let me just set this up for everyone listening. I was on the phone with Oliver. We were FaceTiming and he was up and it was weird because it was sort of flat kind of plateau land. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go for a ride. And it was really quiet. And I could kind of see, you know, when you're FaceTiming someone, I could see the back. I, I could see that like there was nothing around. There was, <laughs> people, there was no other cars. And Ollie was going, I found this spot. You know, I don't know. I was just driving and I found this spot. I'm going to go for a ride. I'm like, well, don't die because mm-hmm. you don't know what this is. There's nobody around. It's not like there's going to be anybody on the trail. Yeah. And, you know, me and I'm pretty psychic. I felt weird. I was like, this is not great. I don't like the way this feels. Well, I thought of you when I was dying under the tree. I mean, I was like, yeah, well, I was, I was like, fucking Kate knew. I, I know you when you would have died thinking, God, <laughs> I'm so mad that she was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like, how did she know? <laughs> oh, man. Well, everything's good here. It's the same, same kids are, the schooling is actually better than I thought it was going to be. I feel like, you know what? I figured it out. Couldn't agree more. It's like weirdly good. I mean, not, I would much rather the kids be in school, especially for Wilder. I know. know, He's going into seventh grade. He was very excited to go with his friend to see Ryder. Everyone being is there. Everyone's there. And he was pumped, you know? And, uh, you know, it didn't Next happen, year. but yeah, he'll, or he'll, he'll when we yeah. go to hybrid, maybe if it's like a hybrid, yeah. they do a hybrid sort of. Vibe. Yeah. But, but you're right. The remote learning isn't so bad. Yeah. I think that, you know, I think as long as here's one thing I was saying, I heard this story about a teacher who said uh, the, the, the teacher said uh, that she was trying to teach and everybody's videos were off. Mm-hmm. And it was like this really sad thing of this <laughs> teacher and like none of the kids were engaged, you know, when you get older in high school. Yeah. And I was like, well, wait, hold on. If I was a teacher, if your video's not on, you're you're gonna fail the class. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that that should immediately be like Yes. You need to set up your Zoom so that I, you can be accountable to being attentive. Right. So at least the teacher can gallery view the class and make sure that, you know, because that what that's what you would be doing in the classroom anyway. You'd be, you know, calling out, you know, John. John, mm-hmm. is there something more interesting mm-hmm. happening in your room? <laughs> you know? It's like, I know. No, you should not be able to turn your cameras off. They're no. not. I mean I'm shouting out to all teachers. That should be just like the very first rule of thumb. It's like, no, we don't do. My thing is with Wilder is, is that, you know, I'm, I'm trusting him, right? I'm, I'm trying to put trust into him so far. So good. But he goes into the room, which is your room, actually your childhood room here at the guest house. And that's where he works from. And then he just started goes in and I poke my head in and I'm like, Hey bud, like everything good. Like, are you are you doing anything in here? He's, and and he's like, Dad, like, can you just leave? Like, you're on camera. You know, I'm like, I, I know, but 
Like, are you, what are you doing? Are you fucking around in here? Or I guess I just trust that you're listening. You know, I love mess. I love messing with the kids in their classes, by it's the way. So funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, well, happy birthday, brother. Um, mom, Thank you. Mom's 44. Saying, you know, I got to say, yeah. Mom's oh, she did. You, I didn't see anything. I've been off the grid. I haven't mom seen saying you a, a very sweet song on Instagram. And, <laughs> I got to see it. <laughs> and uh, I, I responded. I responded. And hey, what did you say? <laughs> you should just look. First, look at mine, maybe. Okay. First, look at okay. my post, and then you can look at okay. mine. I'm going to say one thing about about uh, my birthday, and then we can talk about our, our guests coming up. But, you know, I'm 44 years old, and I've never felt age. It never mattered to me much. And it still doesn't. But I think when I'm 50, I think when I'm starting to hit around 50, it's going to, I might have like a, a, a problem with it. You know? Now, maybe you're not. Already, but, if you're already thinking about it, then, then it's probably going to happen yeah. like, Sooner than 50. <laughs> no, because I, I just keep turning, you know, I just keep getting older every year and I'm 43, 44, and I never really think about it. You know what I mean? It's just another day. I'm not a birthday guy. But I feel like when I'm, when I'm approaching 50, I'm like, oh my God. I need to read the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. Again. <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I think? I think that no matter what decade you hit, that you're always going, if you think about age like that, that when you're 60, you're going to go, why did I do mm -hmm. that when I was 50? Right. When you're 70, right. you're going to go, why did I go there when I was 60? I think, yeah. that, you know, and then, and then I think you're right. I think you should read that book. I think, <laughs> I think it's like it's like honestly i don't mean to like bring this down but i'll let mm -mm. why not let's bring this down why we'll, not just to bring why it not? back up because that's down. what life is take that's it down life. yeah we're all gonna die yeah yes that's where i was going and you know yeah. the thing is is that we are in the middle of experiencing so much death i've lost many friends and i know that lately I, I don't know what's going on and then covid i know so many people who are losing people and you know it feels like it's this crazy thing it just feels like one piece of news you don't want to hear after another I have another friend just got diagnosed with lung cancer and we're getting you know getting through it we're going to mm -hmm. fight it and all that but it just almost feels like it just comes at you so mm -hmm. like hard and heavy right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought of, you know, uh, with the passing of Chadwick, who I had an opportunity to know and work with, I just went to this place. Like he really inspired me to really live moment to moment. I mean, if there's anyone mm -hmm. that, could show how like what a noble uh life he lived because he just stayed so present and you would have never known and mm -hmm. and i think that for a lot of us that knew him it's sort of like 
all of a sudden it made so much sense. Like, oh, wow. Like that's why Chadwick was the way he was. And you just have to, I mean, I, I honestly believe, and I think about him now when I'm my friend. And then right after that, a friend gets diagnosed. And then I just think, you know what, that you just have to live every day in the moment. It's a really hard thing to do, Yeah, but we just don't know. No. We don't know. We don't know what our existence. No, we don't know. No, we don't know. We have no idea. But yeah, but that can be a beautiful thing too. I mean, if you look at it the right way, you know, the fact that we don't know, there's something wonderful about that and freeing if you can spin it. I mean, or if you yeah. Can well, I, I read an article in the Guardian about this young man who's uh, has terminal cancer. He's 31 years old, and he was talking about what the things to remember to live by. And it was, it's not a sad article. It feels like it could be like you read the headline. You're like, Oof, I'm going to lose it. You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I actually read it and felt inspired because you could Mm -hmm. tell that he felt like good and loved and that he lived well. Mm -hmm. And, he, I mean, this man is really special and he, but one of the things he said is he said, be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Cause when he got diagnosed, he finally allowed himself to live vulnerably from a place of love and just pure vulnerability. And that his life in those two years have been more beautiful than anything because mm-hmm. he allowed himself to open up like that to people. Yeah. And I just, that really, again, another thing where you went, you know, that's so like, what a gift to give. Like, think, like I feel yeah. grateful that he passed that on to me through his words, through the guardian. It's like, so mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so look, you're, you know, when you're 50, Oliver, I'm going to send you um, lots of books and articles about living in the moment. <laughs> now, when, I'm 50, when I'm 50 it'll be my first <laughs> panic attack <laughs> <laughs> and then I say all this and when I turn 50 I'm just gonna like not know to do it no I'm just kidding um, so speaking of a- ageless wonders Oliver I just want uh, we had Kourtney Kardashian and Kendall Jenner <laughs> On the yeah, great segue, by the way. The solid, solid segue. Thank you. Beautiful. You're uh, a pro. And I was super excited about this because they're sort of, you know, Courtney is sort of going through that time right now and in the last year of like wanting to be more private. I've always felt Kendall kind of, even though they're all, you know, available, but I always felt Kendall kind of did her own thing a little bit mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, It was was a great pairing, actually. You know, it was fun to get those two together. Yeah, for sure. I really want to get, I mean, it would be fun to get all of them. Like, I want to talk to all of them, you know? Oh, for sure. But the pairings were great. You know, you got to get them right. Um, Yeah. But it was, uh, they were cool, man. They were super fun. Kendall, you've known as well, obviously, through just social circles. It was the fashion world. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But they were awesome. They were just uh, very obviously down to earth and cool and open and Kendall especially, you know. 
I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know much about her. I'm, I'm speaking from the outside. You know, you, you knew these girls a little bit better. I only knew Courtney from basically watching the show. And then Kendall, you know, again, like you said, she's sort of her own thing. She's got her own sort of thing going on. So I, I didn't really, I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect. It's, it's interesting when you, you know, these are their family. It's really, they're cultural icons. Like, they changed the game in such a unprecedented way. Like not definitely not what was expected. They came on the scene and they became, you know, the Kardashians mm-hmm. honestly really did change the direction oh, of which yeah. and how people see celebrity and, um, and influence, you know, as, as much as, I think when you get to know them on keeping up the Kardashians, like you really do fall in love with them. They're very outspoken. They're really honest about they're, they're very, um, they're, I mean, mm-hmm. talk about being open and sharing your life. I mean, I, I don't know. I know I could never do that. And, um, just, I mean, just because, it mm-hmm. was, um, but what we didn't know, which was announced today was that it's going to be 2021 will be the end of breaking news breaking news on sibling revelry that's right actually we didn't break it it wasn't no (laughs) but we just i know that's it oh my god how many how many seasons i mean like 500 it's been going on forever i think it was around 500 (laughs) yeah i the ageless wonders i mean no but seriously i i i mean they've been doing this for 14 years wow that's wait allison what 20 14 years 20 seasons oh my god that's crazy i that's half half their life that is half their life wild. Oh, there's got to be some liberation there has to be some <sighs> i don't know <laughs> just a little you're bit just, you're just projecting maybe your own feelings on what that is or it will be really sad i guess but they're still family I know it's not like they're going to be leaving each other, you know, maybe they're going to be like, Oh, remember when we used to like sit in here and make up together before we were like going to do the show and right. then just, like go over to each other's house, <laughs> you know, like there are certain things yeah. that are fun. Remember when we used to do our like style meetings together and we were, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I now right. I'm expecting, well, of course there's nostalgia pictures. there. Remember when Chloe, so. Chloe, remember when, remember when you and I like took on Miami and we did, we were in Miami trying to open the shop. You know, there's like nostalgic moments. Ollie just to <laughs> smoke a J and watch your keeping up with the Kardashians. I could actually see yeah. you getting into one of those marathons for sure. Oh, for sure. That was my jam. You know, I just want to know what they're going to do just, next. You would just switch between the deadliest catch and keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah. Balance is the key to a good, yeah. a good life. Yeah. I hear you. Anyway, um, it was nice to be able to connect with Courtney like that. I hadn't done that for, for many years. Mm-hmm. Getting nostalgic. Yeah. Yes. And Kendall, um, I love how open Kendall is about things that she knows are important. I, I actually have a little premonition about Kendall. I think she's going to uh, do some really interesting things as she gets older. And I think she's going to be mm-hmm. quite a powerful force in a different way than people would expect her to be. 
That's what I was. That's what well, I was. I mean, was again, talking. what a prof- professional segue. Perfect. Let's move <laughs> in. Move into the episode. Move into All the right. episode. All right. Enjoy our episode with Courtney and Kendall. I'm really excited you guys are here. Thank you so for happy coming. To be here. Thank yeah. you. Okay, so little history. Courtney and Kim are around the same grade as me in high school. So in the LA kind You're the of the oldest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Kate and I are the same, same age. grade. And we have our birthdays are one day apart. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So so Courtney and Kim were we were all in the same grade. The girls they went to Marymount. I went to Crossroads. And they were like the 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 girls that the guys talked about all the time. No way. Yes. Oh my God, so I love that. And I remember stuff. being in high school going, who the fuck is Co- like Courtney and Kim Kardashian? This is crazy. Because the guys, they'd be like, you know, talking about how they saw the girls, whatever. Like, this is who are, and it was like, you know, the mysterious Kardashians. And then I remember we were at a party. I forget which one it was. Ashley Crane's house. I remember oh seeing God, you Ashley. once at Babies. Ashley Crane's birthday party. I think I saw you guys at Victor Ehrenberg's house. Yeah, yeah maybe. Definitely. <laughs> you guys, this stuff, I love Ilya. these stories. Do you know yeah, Ilya so well, Ehrenberg Ilya, was course. my first boyfriend? Yes, no, exactly. Really? Okay, so Ilya was my best friend in high school. So that's no so this is sort of oh yeah. Ilya was a stud. Ilya's was Ilya a stud. was a stud. But Kim broke up with him for me on a on a voice message. She left him a voice <laughs> message on his home answering machine. We only were dating for two weeks. We never saw each other because he had bronchitis. So oh my god. Th- there was no this making out. Yeah. There was this is nothing. What, what so, kind of a- <laughs> so here so here we are. And I remember the first time I saw the girls, you were in your in your uniforms. Oh, like okay. about five inches shorter than they were supposed to be, I'm sure. <laughs> and I, I remember the initial like reaction to seeing like, oh, I'm finally meeting the girls that the guys are all talking about all the time. And I was like, oh yeah, like I get it. They're really hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And I remember the dynamic then, which was like, you were always the one that the guys felt like they could talk to. Kim was always the one that was like, okay. Kim is like a little bit, you can't really get close enough to her, but like Courtney was the best friend. Mm-hmm. So that was my perception of what they were in high school. That's like pretty 16. accurate. I think that's yeah. more of how our personalities even are now. I'm definitely more social. But that's even like me and Kylie. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I'm the more the more Kim type. Like I kind of have like a mm-hmm. little bit of a wall and Kylie's super like, Always, even when we were growing up, she had so many friends and like everyone, like she was just easy to get along with. And I was always like, I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> even when Kim's friends would come over, they would end up hanging out with me. Yeah. And then that's what Kim happened to me and Kylie, mad. I swear. Oh, really? I would get so mad. All my friends would go hang out with Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 real quick. Okay. You're the oldest. Mm-hmm. How does the breakdown? Me, then Kim. Right. Then Chloe, right. then Rob, Rob, then Kendall, then Kylie. Oh my God, poor Rob. Holy shit. A boy. <laughs> That's not even throwing the Jenners in there. No, I know. There's a you've whole got, other. You've got, you've got Brody and um, <laughs> Rob Brandon. with all Brandon and then the Bert girls. and Casey. That's right, Bert and Casey. Wait, so is Bert older than you? Yes, he's a year older than me. Right. And Casey is the same age. I wasn't in this whole. I'm, I'm three years older. So I you're was, ancient. You're like super. No, old. I, I know. It's okay. I still look pretty good. No, I was three years older. I was I was at like bar one. 
<laughs> I was at bar one. We were at Opium Den. Opium Den. I was at Opium Den. Well, these were the spots that we used Shetland. to go to. Oh. That's where I saw you guys sometimes at like Opium Den. Uh, Dublin's remember Dublin. Oh, yeah. where yeah. where were all of these? Granville was the best. These were all L.A. clubs. They were like, like in West Hollywood, Hollywood area. West Hollywood. The days of L.A. clubbing was actually pretty fun back um, then. Um, so let's start seriously because you guys are very. You're how many years apart are you? Sixteen. Do you feel like you had very different upbringings? Yes. What would you say your the dynamic was in the house? It was you and it was Kim. And, and it was, and then Chloe, and Chloe and Rob. We there was we would go to church every Sunday, and it was very like family. And my mom's big on celebrating everything, you mm-hmm. know, every any little excuse for a celebration. My mom was very um, involved, like you know, would make our lunches, would make dinner every night, would make us breakfast. I don't know if she was. I think she was working more with you guys. She was working more, but in the big, like in our really much younger years, she always made us dinner and breakfast and lunch and everything. And um, and my dad would too a lot. And um, I think when we were like when we moved to the house that now Rob lives in, mm-hmm. um. She was still kind of doing it, and that's when it started to die off, and it became more my dad mm-hmm. cooking for us. But um, good. Cook. Yeah, I mean, you would. Yeah, they they made great food. I mean, it was the same. Remember you you <laughs> told me about the picket fence protest that you guys did for the spaghetti. Oh or yeah, my mom used to make spaghetti every single night, and so I <laughs> it made was just repetitive. Signs and I would walk around the house with a sign and say, "No more spaghetti! Like I'm not <laughs> eating your dinners anymore." <laughs> But yeah, they were kind of repetitive. What's really interesting to me when I think about just our age gap is like, there was a time in life where we were like, I mean, I'm still the little sister, but where we were like really the little sisters. Like mm-hmm. you could probably never imagine like hanging out with us on like a like a friendship personal yeah. level. And then it just like, it's. I wonder like what age was it that it flipped where we mm-hmm. actually like started hanging out and like mm-hmm. they hang out with my friends now sometimes. And we go out together yeah. and we go to like, we actually go on trips together. Do you remember the moment when it was like, okay, she's of age. Like, let's go get a beer. Let's go get a drink. Let's go hang as yeah. friends. When did we start? Probably when I was like 18, 19. Like when it really started to become like okay. And Kendall also was became what age did you become like this model? And you know what I remember is when I had rain and so I was I don't I don't can't even add right now. I think I was thirty five. Then how old were you at that time? 34, 21. So 35 30. minus 16, 10, 19, 20, 20. 25. How old are you? 23? 24. So I remember we started. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, Matt. Guys, guys. It's okay. Everyone's successful here. <laughs> we don't need to know how to add that well. <laughs> There's you eight people in this room. 19. I think she was 19. It would be 19. We yeah. were six. We're 16 35, years apart. Yeah. So, but I remember at that time going with you to that, um, the roast, the Comedy Central oh, yeah, roast. Yeah, yeah. And then I feel like we would start. Yeah. Or if we'd have a barbecue at the house, you would come and bring your friends. And then. Totally. And like also our birthdays, like when Kylie, Kylie's 18th birthday, it was like everyone was. I feel like that's when it was really starting, was like when Kylie turned 18 and I was like 19, 20. Yeah. How old were you when, when your dad passed away? 24. Wow. You were my age. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. Your mom at that time was with 
your dad. Mm-hmm. They weren't together for, yeah, for a while. Yeah. And so did you ever have a moment where mama was like dating guys? Yes, when I was 11. And my parents got a divorce when I was 11. And my mom had, first she had a boyfriend, then they broke up. And then she was, I just remember her going to bar one. No way. <laughs> she would go to bar one all the time. That what, was her spot. What year? Oh, that's, this was, that's so funny. You, you weren't there. Okay, good. Um, it's like 16. You were like, no, you were like 14. Okay, no. So it was, yeah, it was a couple you years weren't old. there yet. And, um, but she would go to bar one and she would wear these tight, like Aliyah dresses. That was the, what year was this in the this sort of was, uh, early nineties? Yes. Yeah. 90. Like late eighties, early nineties. Yes. And she wore like hot pink lipstick. And I just remember she was such a vibe. She had like this sailor hat that she would wear sometimes out. She was super nineties. Oh, so funny! And did she? And she had boy. She had a boyfriend. She had a boyfriend, but not for very long. And then she was just out having fun with her friends, and who knows what she was doing. But and then she started dating Bruce. And I remember he came over for his first for their first date to pick her up at the house, and I was there with my friend. Um, and we were actually trying on her tight dresses and doing a fashion show. <laughs> and I have all these photos. I think we put one on my brother, a fluorescent <laughs> yellow one. Yeah, of course. And we had photos of Rob in this fluorescent yellow dress with your dad. That's so funny. It's so funny. What did you think of him? Like, do you remember, you know, was there a moment where it was like, okay, this is real? And were you always accepting of sort of your mom? dating other guys and no. having her own life. You were not. Definitely not. No. Yeah. But you also- like, You like hated my dad for a second, right? I or did, something? but not in the beginning. I liked him in the beginning and then they were, we had all of the kids, I had now four step siblings. So we thought that was super fun. And we would go on trips together. Bruce had a house in Lake Tahoe. So we would always go and we thought it was so much fun. And then just- when he would tell me what to do, you know, or it's the, I think it's one of the hardest positions to have to be in because I mean, there's four of you guys and then you're walking into this dynamic that's been going on for quite a while. And it's just hard. My dad had a fiance who lived with us for maybe five years. Oh, wow. And I loved her and we got along extremely well. Not the, not the. Denise. Where's Denise? And we're still friendly. We're still close. She came over on Christmas, actually, to our party. And her and I always had, you know, there was probably a few little things, but I think, you know, she, I think she wasn't strict with us. That's the difference. She would try to teach us a lot. She's the person who taught Kim and I about makeup. She gave us these makeup lessons and had someone video us doing makeup and we learned she bought us all, you know, makeup and she would just try to give us all these lessons about being, you know, a woman and just teach us all these tricks and things like that. Hmm. But was the divorce, was the divorce, uh, was it a good divorce? Meaning like, was it, was it amicable? Or was no. it contentious? It was contentious. Yeah, but they ended <laughs> up. With that too. My mom, <laughs> our mom, and and Uncle Robert ended up being like cool. Yeah, then yeah. they ended up being close friends and getting and like along. my dad and Uncle Robert were. I call him Uncle Robert. Were um, mm. cl- really cool, right? Mm-hmm. After a while, and then once he was cool with Bruce, then I felt. Like, Good. I could be nice. Yeah. To Bruce. Yeah. Oh. 
that's so interesting. You're protective. Do you have moments where you're like, I can't stand this sibling right now. And I don't get, I don't, I'm not, I'm not backing you up. I'm not protecting you. I'm just, you, you fend for yourself. I mean, I think like any sibling relationship, there's always like you get in these crazy fights and you can hate them for five minutes, but then like 20 minutes later, you're like, all right, you want to go get lunch? Like, Mm -hmm. it's like kind of that relationship. But also if you're talking about like, you know, publicly, when we always say like, when we're like a group we're like a package deal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like when one of us does something, it kind of reflects on all of us. So there's not that like, you know what? Screw you. You go deal with it. It's your problem. Did it? Because it's kind of anything that we all do. It's like all of our problems. I mean, we joke about like when you, when you, um, when you date one of us, you date all of us. Mm-hmm. Like it's right. like kind of that thing of like. <laughs> but I think it's, I think there are moments. That must be so intimidating. I know. Oh you know. God. Sounds so. Scary. Well, everyone kind of then gets in your business. You yeah. know, when with the dating thing. But I think as far as like if one of us says something publicly, like Kendall recently said something that I wasn't happy about. Yeah. She went on James, James Corden. Corden and he, they said, rate your siblings in order of worst parent. Uh, yeah, no, best parent to worst parent. Got the last. And she came, and I saw her right after at a party and she ran up to me and was like, I, oh my God, I said this thing and I... I said she was the last parent and haha, like it was a joke. I didn't mean it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. That's, first of all, that is not what I said to you. I went up to you because I was like, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to put Rob first. And then the rest, I'm just not even going to like, I just was like, I'm just going to throw him out there. And right. Courtney, ha- I swear to God, happened this is how to it be played. The last she one. happened to be the last one. So then I was like, okay, that sounds kind of bad. So, but I, before I was like, they're all amazing, whatever. They are, right. they are all incredible parents. And I don't have a kid. We were just talking about this. I can't really speak for anyone because I don't have a child, but um, I know just visually but how at least amazing you they question. are. I but mean, usually yeah. someone would be like, I'm not kidding. But answer isn't that. your scenario with your kids <laughs> and your family always the source of most of like the conversation? Conversation. Yeah, like There's always something happening. Something about me. So right. I was just like, I'm <laughs> the least one that needs to be. You're like, have more why? said. Why are you get? Why do you get picked on? So much? I don't know. I don't know if I'm like an easy target, or I'm. They think I'm not going to say anything, or it's like if she would have said that about Kim or Kylie, and then me or Chloe would have been the easiest ones to say it about. <laughs> so I feel like, forget it if you said it about Kim or Kylie. Let me ask Kendall this question because you are an outside perspective and you do not have kids. And this is not a rating or a judging, but do you see those who do have the children, do you see how they parent? Do they parent differently? Do they all parent a little differently? Or is there a common thread between all of them? Um, like the way they discipline their kids, maybe. Yeah, you know, it's like traveling all over the world. No, no, uh, yeah, no, she's not wrong. Like, like, I don't so see good to everything. See you guys, I'm going to Milan. I'll right. see you later. Yeah, yeah, no, I literally don't. I don't see a lot. Like, um, I, I see them as often as I could, but she, so she's not wrong. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, but yeah, you travel I think there's with me and the kids. I do. And I see a lot of it. I get a very personal feel of Whose all kids of it, do you but, see the most? Um, probably yours. Mm-hmm. I see courts the most because mm-hmm. I travel with her and you the do. kids a lot more than I travel with the rest of them. But um, no, th- I mean, I think naturally there's definitely differences in discipline yeah. in in all those things, and not to say any of them are wrong or bad or um, you know, as like I said, I can't really speak. Yeah. I don't have yeah. a kid of my own. Parent. Um, from your perspective, yeah. court. court, and who's the strictest? Like, 
Yeah. No. no, don't do that type of vibe. It's between Kim and Chloe. Well, that, but I don't I mean, maybe it's Kim. I think it's Chloe. Really? I would assume it would be Chloe just based on Chloe. her personality. Yeah. That she's like I feel like it's But Chloe. her daughter's also not even two years old. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's tough. So there's a big difference. But I think Chloe hey, is going to be like a... Get all that <laughs> shit off your face. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like um, my, my friend has this thing where anytime something's happening in her life, she's like, I'm just, I need to like Kourtney Kardashian this. <laughs> I need, and, what, and what that means is, and this is her, what she was saying about it, is that it's like nothing seems to phase Courtney. Is that I, you though? I mean, is that is that who you are? It is. It can be. And it is a lot of times. But I do have my moments of being impatient or, you know. You know who I think is even more like that that a lot of people don't know is Kylie. Yes. Kylie is so la-di-da. Like yeah. everything is just like… And Kylie It'll happen will be like, it's supposed oh, that's to happen. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, Kylie's the baby, right? She's the baby, yeah. What was it like for you guys when the new ones came into yeah. play? You know what I mean? Like, was there, was it, was it, was it exciting? Was it taking attention away from you guys? I know you were older, but, you know, what was yeah. that vibe like? Um, I think it was super exciting. Um, I remember when we knew that my mom was trying to get pregnant with Kendall. So, you know, we were, that was very exciting for us. We were in the room when Kendall was born. Mm. Um, and then with Kylie, when she told us she was pregnant with Kylie, it was a huge shock. So I remember being like, what? And we were kind of embarrassed, I think. Like our mom was having another kid. At it was oh, like, was 40, right? it was more rare, I think, at that time. Well, at that time, now it's, now Babe. it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, I remember, I think she was 40. She was 40. 41 with Kylie because she was... By the time she had her, she was 41. Right. But I remember being just feeling a little embarrassed. Like, is should she be having another kid? Are you able to? <laughs> right. Like, we just were kind of surprised. And then, you know, by the time we were really excited, we were in the room also when Kylie was born. Wow. Why, like, during the birth. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Was it your mom's idea to do the show? Yes, we were actually, Kim, Chloe, and I were trying to do a show um, about, this producer came to Kim and we were trying to do a show about our store's dash. They just kind of followed us and that's what they thought was great. And then when we were doing that, they started filming with our family. Like they came to the house once for dinner yeah. and started filming some stuff. And then I think they just decided to do a family show. And do you go back and ever look at any of the past episodes and go like, oh my God, that's crazy or what I was just I? forget a lot. So I'll look and I'll be, I'll just be like, wow, I can't believe we did this or we showed this or, you know, there's- The only time that I'll ever, like if I'm like channel searching or whatever and I see that our show is on, the only episodes I'll ever click on are like the really old ones. Like mm -hmm. the first, because those are like low-key home videos to us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's really cool for me to see those ones, the new ones. And you're such care. a baby. I know. It's I'm so it's crazy. It's so weird to see how like little Kylie and I were. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I There must be also such a fashion- shift. But it is crazy that almost every day of our lives were photographed. So to see these crazy outfits sometimes, the fashion was so awful. So bad. But yeah. at the time, so I always think about this. I'm always like, okay, so whenever anyone looks at an old photo of them, whether it's 
their face or their clothes or whatever. And they're like, oh my God, what was I thinking? Like, are we always going to look back no. and be like, what was I thinking? No, because look at like my mom, like 80s, 70s, it's 80s cool. mom cool is like, at. yeah, but you yeah. guys look cool. what's happening right now because of the four of us, I'm pretty much the fashion person here. <laughs> the 90s have, has made a major comeback. It, it, I don't personally as a guy, I, I don't like it. It's like, I'm I not, like it. I, you love it, but I'm yeah. not into the high, high waisted jeans and these oh, yeah, huge white clunky shoes and yeah. Hot, the no, high waisted. It's hot. not my thing. Oh, you're wearing these like mom jeans, Kate. They're not mom jeans. They're They're, they're, they're basically going up to your breasts. I mean, they're very it, They high. feel great. They feel great. I think great. they make everything look so great. No, they but, like, do. but No, but it doesn't. It makes the tushy not look as good. What? But my I beg yeah. to differ. I, diff- I beg to differ. Pull yeah. up the mom, SNL mom jeans sketch. Yeah, but that's, that's what it is. That's not. <laughs> I mean, that's literally. I just. Like, Here's the thing. Literally Guys don't like the high-waisted jean. They literally. None that's of them like so it. so crazy. None of me. them like it. And I, I mean, not, and it's what, well, I'm what, also what like I love the most. I'm 100 years old. What know, I yeah. love the most is that girls don't care. I was yeah. about to ask that question. Do girls dress for girls or yes. do you dress for boys? I, I dress, dress for, for myself. You do. I dress oh, for, for girls, girls, for other girls. Yeah, that's, like, no, yeah. that's what I mean. Girls for yourself. But I, I mean, like, do you take into account what the what a guy might like? Or is it? I well, do. It depends on you the do. day. It depends on what we're, it depends on what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, it I, does. But like, is it the specific guy you might be going on a date with, or is it just in general? No, I like think if you it's and I a, are going on a date, right? Like I in, dress for you. Well, well, here's the thing. You just you just heard <laughs> you just heard that I I I'm sort of like the high waist thing. I'm like, eh. So if we well, go on a I date, would you wouldn't. not wear those jeans? I probably wouldn't. If you were like, I really don't like high waisted <laughs> jeans, and then I probably wouldn't come in with a high, with a big. Mom, Gina. I just think if you're gonna dress for your body and you're gonna and you know what looks good on you, then other people are gonna see that that looks the better you feel in whatever you're wearing. That translates onto other people. So like you could be in some wild outfit, but if you have that like confidence in that outfit, right. people are gonna see that, and all of a sudden everything looks like great. I was um, I was talking to my wife before we came here. I was like, should I dress like? well I didn't you know she goes well why I was like I don't know I feel like I should like blow dry my hair or something and I and she's like no just like wear what you're gonna wear I had this this feeling of needing to sort of look semi-fashionable like wearing like a blazer yeah maybe to like do my hair a little bit maybe wear like a cardigan like some like something (laughs) like you know but I didn't (laughs) Article is a direct-to-consumer online furniture store. There's no showroom. It's high quality. They have different designs. Super excited about this. You know, I mean, I this is what I do. I sit, sit up at night and I, I look at furniture and I'm always, you know, looking for a new side table, even if I don't need a side table. They've got some amazing velvet couches. It's the one thing that, you know, I I, I love a velvet couch. I love a te- I love a texture. And their team of designers focuses on, you know, crafted pieces, quality materials, and durability. We have multiple pieces of article furniture in our house. We got this amazing table. It's called the Lata Beach Sand Coffee Table. Awesome, beautiful wood, beautiful design. We got this felty aloe green dining armchair, an outdoor armchair for some outdoor 
food. Oh, we got a day bed that is sick. It's called the Soul Belgian Gray day bed. I put that under my little tree. It's it's awesome. You know what I like is they have that modern aesthetic. It's mid-century Scandinavian vibe. They have a flat rate shipping fee of 49 bucks and contactless delivery. Now, $49 for shipping. Normally, the shipping costs more than the item that you just purchased. Shipping is actually free on orders over 999 bucks. I love how affordable they are. All in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less. That That's what was awesome about this, too. Um, we ordered our outdoor furniture. Boom. It was there. Great. Article is offering our listeners at Sibling Revelry $50 off of your first purchase of $100 or more. So go to article.com slash sibling, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash sibling to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. We love DoorDash. We use DoorDash all the time. It's the app that basically gives any craving that you have immediate satisfaction. Makes ordering super easy. Allows you to be able to support your local restaurants, which I love. And they have 300,000 partners in the US, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. I, I love that it's safe, especially right now when everybody's eating in mostly. They do new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Yeah, you just open the app and then you select your favorite restaurant and then your food is there. It's just left at your door. I love it. It's my favorite. So right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code SIBLING. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code SIBLING. Don't forget, don't forget, that's code SIBLING for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Is there ever any part of you guys where it's just like, oh God, of course, it goes without saying that you know, you're grateful for all this, the opportunity that even the keeping up with the Kardashians has given you. But is there any part of you that's just sort of like, I just, for just a week, just, I wish this was just, I, I could just fucking go out and do my thing and go on family vacation or just, I, I, you know, get me out of this. I think get we, me out of we've it. come to the place where we ha- can you do can. that. Yeah, I well, think you find places. You find the places and I almost like demand it. Like I will go to the grocery store if I'm in the mood or, you know, I don't really let, let it hold me back. Mm-hmm. I think there's times when, like you said, like you can't even go out to dinner with the, you know, somebody that you're seeing because you don't know what it is or whatever. But then I'm just like, I have to live my life too. But at some point you realize like, it just doesn't matter anymore. It's like, someone's going to say that I'm doing something that I'm not doing anyway. And I'm doing this and I'm this. I'm And everyone forgets about something like within a week. So it's kind of just like, if you're going to do it, just do it. And you're right. Everyone says it. So is going to say something anyways, and in a week, no one will remember this. Especially so it's now. Like, Especially yeah. now. That's why I've done so many Hallmark movies. Because I, <laughs> I think everyone, everyone just forgets. I get to collect a paycheck and then move on to maybe something cooler. <laughs> do you, Take the money and run. Do you right. know everything that's out there, or do you get to a certain point where you just... 
don't even like someone can say something to you and you'd no idea that that was out there as like some rumor. I think we usually know on some level just because everything, you know, I don't know. You don't even have to like look for it sometimes. It's just like, like we were talking about our Instagram popular page earlier. Like sometimes it just like pops up and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Like how did people, (laughs) what is this? Do you ruminate over it? No. No. If something's intense enough or, um, you know, whatever, you can definitely. I think it depends on the subject matter, especially like stuff with me about my kids. Like when Kendall said that, even though I know (laughs) it was not intentional and she didn't mean it. But that like got to and me. And I then. apologized for. Yes, which she did, and I wrote her and said that it hurt my feelings, and then she apologized, and it was fine. But like stuff like that, where it's about like a ser- you know, like a topic, and then you're like, oh god, now everyone thinks I'm the worst parent in the, and then it's like, who cares? Yeah. I know that I'm not. We have different parenting styles, you know. Is your mom the center? Like, is she the great mediator of the family? Or are there moments where there's still individuation happening? I think we're super independent and individual. But our mom is, like, I'd say, like, home base, captain, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm ever having an issue, whether it be personal life or work life, I'm running to my mom. Like, I'm going to call my mom just probably, like— like anyone would, but it, it's um, it's a plus that she also like you know helps us out with our with our work stuff. Being so young, actually, did your parents ever talk to you when the show was happening? Like, look, this is what life is like right now. This isn't necessarily this is your life, but there's a this isn't real life in a sense, even though it is. You know what I mean? Was there a bigger talk, or was it just this is what we're doing? Because at eleven years old, your your brain is still forming, yeah, and your cognition is right. Still forming. And it's I like, I wonder this. I wonder stuff like this a lot, and I it's hard to say. Like I know the exact reason or whatever, why Kylie and I ended up for the most part pretty like chilled yeah. and like normal about the whole situation um, because we actually lived it. So I can't tell you like what's different from like how we did it to like how someone else was raised because I, the, that's the kind of the only thing I know. I mean, yeah. I can tell you surface level what I think I see, mm-hmm. but it's so interesting because I think about it all the time and mm-hmm. like how they raised us, what was different and why did, how did we, how did everything turn out this way? And sometimes I'm just like, it was a slow build and it was gradual and they made us feel so, like we never had like, we weren't just given everything. We were spoiled for sure. We were very blessed and we had a great upbringing and I have no complaints whatsoever. But like, it wasn't, I don't know, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I just think Kylie and I grew up for the most part pretty normal. And I know Mm -hmm. I've said that a minute ago, but like it was just- What do you attribute that to? Because you guys all seem very down to earth, well-rounded, grounded people who are appreciative. You know, I mean, is that the par- is that parenting? I mean, do you think yeah, your parents instill I mean, that in you I guys? don't have like an like an, a direct answer for you because I just I haven't been able to like put my finger on the exact thing mm-hmm. that it is. Mm-hmm. But I could generalize it to yeah, I think it's amazing parenting, but beyond amazing parenting, I think it's it is like you are a product of what you're like it is just the lifestyle we lived. Like mm-hmm. we lived, like just we went to normal school, and mm-hmm. like that's what I was concerned about. I didn't care like who was coming over for dinner. There is like a, a a surprising groundedness that you guys have that I don't know if it's represented in your show, but you have a very centered, and that does it comes from your. It has to come yeah. from your parents, and you guys, no matter what's happening. 
are, are always so close. I think that's a huge testament to your mama. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, your brothers, are you close with Brody and Brandon? Um, yeah. We we are obviously not as close as um, my sisters. And even just growing up, I, I grew up, they lived in the same house with me at one point. So um, we just had, like, I just wasn't ever um, as close with them growing up. But we were always, like, I saw them all the time. And we go, I go in and out of, like, phases with them. Like, there will be times where I'm home a lot. And, right. like, I'll go over to Malibu and I'll see my dad and my brother. So it's not that we're not close. It's just not as close. And then do you go in and out of being close with one sibling? Totally. How does it happen though? I mean, just because you're, it just happens. I think it kind of shifts, doesn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'll, I could be closest with Courtney right now, mm-hmm. but Kylie and I will always have some special certain sure. bond. And Same maybe that's because her and Ken. I are full blood. Of course. Kylie was my, per- like Kylie was my pair. So there were things that I experienced with her mostly because of an age difference that I didn't experience with Courtney. Like mm-hmm. we, we were, I mean, we're very close. We're 21 months apart. So we're like pretty much twins at a certain point. So like we just did all these things together. We grew up together. Who has the most Instagram followers? Uh, Kim. Is it Kim? Are you guys mad about that? Kim and Kylie are pretty much like. (laughs) Yeah, they're very close. Okay. And they're, where, what, how many Instagram followers is that? I don't know. Hundreds of millions. Does, um, it, does, it, does anyone care? I mean, does it, do you guys, is there any, is there ever like, you've got more than I do? Not at all. Well, any of that stuff. You do that with me. What about the competitive nature? You know what I mean? Is there, is there, there any, is literally none. None. I don't feel any. Do you? I don't feel ever any, any envy but, or jealousy of like, ah, oh, fuck, you know, I, I want that. I swear to God, I don't feel any. I mean, no. personally at least, and I don't feel it towards me. Yeah. But I also think that's because we all just are so different when you really think about it. Mm-hmm. And we all do such different things. It's true. And that's something that I like really, the reason I got so excited when you said that is because it's something that I'm so just like thankful for. Like, because it's so easy. There's so many girls and like, it's so just like could be so catty and it's not at mm-hmm. all, at least in my I think opinion. Kim and I had it growing up. Yeah. But Kylie and I were the worst. Yeah. Up. But I, but now I think there's none. Oh, but growing up, there was that sort of butting heads. With or you, like with stealing you each other's clothes. Right. But that's so Stealing each sister. other's friends, boyfriends. <laughs> right. You know? I have a question. You guys have put yourself put yourselves out there for basically your entire lives. There's a probably at this point, I can say a societal perspective on who you guys are or a perception, mm-hmm. right? What is bullshit about that? Is there Are there things that the society probably thinks about you just based on what they've seen, which honestly is based on editing? Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, they can edit you guys in ways that where you're like, wait a minute, that's bullshit. That's not who I am. It's frustrating. It's got to be frustrating, sometimes. especially because you can't micromanage all yeah. that. You have to just let it roll. What do you think the one thing that that society might get wrong. There's not about you just guys. one thing. There's so, so many. many things. Give like, me a couple big ones. I'm like trying to think of things that like well, I, I talk think about that for frustrate me, me. It's more of like a like a very like a tunnel of like who I feel like I'm edited to be like very like gluten free, dairy free, mm-hmm. like just like won't but you are gluten free and dairy free no but it's like (laughs) like, but the way no but the way it is like first of all yes I am at my house but like then I don't know I'm not that's pretty cute that those things are cute you're like no when I go to a restaurant though I am not gluten free and I (laughs) I want everyone to know butter and cheese and croissants (laughs) 
No, but you're saying that they kind of, there, there's this idea that you're like so regimented. Exactly. Yeah. That and, I'm super rigid. And like when we had the girls' birthday party, it was a Candyland theme. And so there was this big fight between me and Kim about I didn't want as much junk food at the party. And she did. And so it was this whole thing. And then- It's like just, me and Ollie. Just That this, would be an argument. The whole way that it was portrayed, though, it looked like, yeah. I don't know. It looks like you were no fun. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the character that they've sort of made you right. out to be. Right. Right. So it's bothersome when I'm like, I'm the most fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Kendall? Is there anything specific? I know there's a lot, but one or two where it's like, this is kind of bullshit because this isn't really who I am. Well, it's not even, I mean, I'm not even talking personally. I'm talking about like, like the whole just Kardashian Jenner like label, yeah. I guess. I just, I get, I'm super loyal and I'm super defensive over like the people that I love. So especially when it's like a whole group, like when we're talking about our entire family, I don't know. I think it's a lot of the time when people are just like, oh, like that we manipulate situations or that we do this or that we do that. Or like even people are like, they call the paparazzi and they do this. And I'm like, why would, first of all, first of all, I don't have the time. Second of all, like why, I, I don't you're the one that's just none of it makes sense to me sometimes. And that gets super frustrating. Cause I'm like there, I know people, I know like people that yeah. I would never name who actually do, do that do stuff that. that you guys would never think do that. Mm. And like, I couldn't even tell you who to, who to call, who to tell, who to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's things like, that's just one random example. And that's kind of a very general one, but mm-hmm. like there are so many things like that where people don't actually realize how like, I mean, like, uh, like we're actually pretty, like, I don't know. I, Do you get what I'm trying to say? I know all? what you're trying to say. What you're trying— Sometimes I have a hard, hard time saying things when I, when I get really hyped <laughs> well, up. You're sitting things. next to the right person. No, I know exactly what you're trying to say. What you're basically saying is everybody will always try to make you guys look like you're attempting to make it happen and it's not just something that's actually organically what it is. Your mom is sitting there with the puppet strings calling paparazzi to take pictures of you walking down the street Mm -hmm. and what is it? There's that meme that's like the devil works hard but Chris Jenner works harder or something like that. It's (laughs) like people really think we sit here and like play out, calculate all these things and all like but it's genuinely, it's it's literally why we have a show yeah. is because we're actually, we just are, there's craziness all the time. Yeah. Like, and it's just not even planned. And that's just why our show became so Do you guys so ever successful. think about like where you'd be if the show didn't exist? I mean, what would your life be like? Oh yeah, we have to go. I mean, we want to do this. That. We want to go through each person in your family and what you think what they would be doing. They would be doing if you weren't oh, that's funny. Yeah. keeping, uh, we, what is it? K-U. It's quick. It's What would your mom be doing right now? We're going to start with mom. Yeah, what would she be doing? Well, my mom and I had, at the time when our show started, we had a kid's clothing store called Smooch. Smooch. Okay. And then two years later, we opened, my sisters and I opened Dash, which Uh was our store two doors down. And I pretty much ran the Smooch one and Chloe pretty much ran Dash. But I don't know. I don't know if we'd have still be doing the stores. You'd probably be in fashion going and buying and mm-hmm. you'd open probably like your version of we would Dover do Street these, Market or exactly. something. Exactly. So we were doing these buying trips, Kim, Chloe, and I in New York, and we had the best time. We would go to all these lunches, <laughs> so buying trips, and go out. It was really so fun. So maybe the three of you would be in business 
together, mm-hmm. probably, fashion. right? You'd be in fashion. So. Okay, but specifically, mom would be what? The accountant? Like, what would mom, like, no, mom would I be accounting she, the... She would maybe still d- do the store. My grandmother, my mom's mom, had a kid's clothing store in La Jolla until maybe four years ago. So she, No, I think it was a little, like maybe two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. So she had the store forever. We would go there growing up. So maybe my mom would still do the kids' store. Her thing at the store, she could sell anything to anybody. She was the number one, like, ultimate salesperson. If anyone walked in, no matter how much money they mom had. Mom or MJ? Mom. Mm-hmm. She would convince them that they just needed everything. She would get make the <laughs> biggest sales. That's so and then she, her I mean, thing was also doing the windows. She just would make the windows look so magical. And I did all the buying and paid the bills. and. Did. Okay. Kim? Kim would, at her role, like at the store, was more like styling like people. She would go to people's yeah. houses, bring them a bunch of clean outs too. Clothes. She would like help people yeah. like, clean out their closet and For sell jobs. all their clothes. She would say like, this oh, really? is what you don't need. This is what you need. She would clean out their whole closet, say, get all this stuff from Dash and then. All right. So I'm going to say Kim would end up being a like stylist. a stylist and a, mm-hmm. and then Chloe. Chloe really ran Dash. Like she was the one, you know, who. Like the operator. Yeah. The operator. <laughs> So, so, She's like the business. So, COO. She's okay. the COO. The COO. Okay. I was okay. the CEO. I'll just make that clear. <laughs> and then... And, and Kylie. Then, and then Kylie, Kylie, I have no... Like, I'm trying to think what she would be doing. She's so young. I mean, I she know. really created Kylie Cosmetics. No, she like, really did. That's why I'm saying she it's is, so hard right. to think of her she doing anything else. Like, she really did that. I think she still would so have done that. So she'd still be yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah. Right. She, she would just wouldn't be. have the same platform. It would just be able right. to be right. She'd do something right. in cosmetics, I'm sure. Like and you? Stuff. Still mm. She would still no, be... I feel like I would have, like, horses. gone to the Olympics. Yeah. For, like, horseback riding. Yeah. I still would love to go, but I just haven't. I don't Let's have the make time. it happen. But you can Maybe. make that time. How fucking you cool would I that be? I would love be, to be the second the Olympian, Jenner. That would be amazing. Yes, let's do it, Kendall. That. You can I know. do that. How do you do that? I know. You have no. I think about it all the time. I really both. do. No, nah, this is sort of no. I have two horses. I but just, you also like, have don't... the resources. Like you can travel and ride anywhere you go right. in the world. Yeah, and you you don't have to be modest. Do you have the talent? I yeah, mean, yeah. No, I mean, I I I literally did it for twelve. 12 years straight. Like my whole life didn't stop. Mm -hmm. I'd like would go from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. I'd ride, I'd ride my horses and then I'd ride all my trainers' horses and like get them out all day. Like what do you, what would you, what would you do? Mm. What would be your. I'm like hunter jumper. Like I would do probably like Grand Prix and stuff. So no modeling. No, I don't think I would have modeled. I think I would have like. The reason I stopped riding about five years ago. She would have been a gold medalist and then a model. Model. Right. Right. Maybe. Yeah, I modeled. But now she's going to be a model and <laughs> then a gold I did. Medalist. I modeled. I got one job. <laughs> yeah, I got one job. I I, I, I was, I, I got, I went to college for two years and then I was like, okay, I'm home. I PA'd on movies for a while. And then I was like, I need to make some money. And I was like, maybe I'll try modeling. And I, I weighed like 130 pounds. I was so skinny. And I'd go on these castings with all these like buff dudes and they'd get Polaroids of me. And I'd be like, look, look like a weird little like alien man. And I, I, it, it was horrible. And I finally got a Levi's gig and then I quit. Bonjour. Qu'est-ce que tu fais maintenant? 
Do you know what I just said? Oliver, it's so easy. You basically just said, hey, what are you doing right now? Babbel, I've been using Babbel long before we were doing ads on this podcast. I love it. It's fun. It's easy. It's little bites. You know, it's not overwhelming. Yes, Babbel is the best. They design their courses with real-world conversations in mind. The daily lessons, 10 to 15 minutes, they start with words and phrases. And then the sentences, they gradually become more complex and you're practicing basically entire conversations. It really works. The method that they use, it's easy, it's fun. Um, With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. It's uh, an app or it's online. So then your progress can be synced across every device. So right now, when you purchase a three-month subscription, Babbel will give our listeners three additional months for free with promo code SIBLING. That's three additional months free if you go to Babbel.com and use promo code SIBLING on your three-month subscription. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, promo code, everyone say it together, SIBLING. So every month, Butcher Box, they ship a curated selection of high quality meats right to my home. And I love it. I love it because I know that I'm getting meat that's healthy. I know I'm getting it free of antibiotics, no added hormones. Um, yeah, Butcher Box, Butcher Box is incredible. First of all, just the name alone. It just makes it sound, it makes it sound good. Like you're getting a Butcher Box. You know that's quality. Right. You know what I love about ButcherBox is that you get high quality meat and it's about $6 a meal. Packed fresh, shipped frozen, vacuum sealed, so it stays that way. I have a lot of favorites. Um, I am in grill mode, major grill mode over lump coal. So I do it over open fire. I've been using a ton of my ButcherBox stuff. I've been using I, I, uh, the, the, the pork the salmon, I had salmon, I had the salmon last night. I kid you not. I had the salmon last night. It was on another level. Each box has nine to 11 pounds of meat. That's enough for 24 individual meals. You can customize your box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you know, I get exactly what I want. So right now, Butcher Box is offering new members ground beef for life. I'm going to say that again. Butcher Box is offering new members ground beef for life. That's two pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of their subscription. Just go to butcherbox.com slash sibling. That's butcherbox.com slash sibling. Okay, so what have been the highlights so far? You're 40 years old of your working life. Uh, you can, kids aren't, you can't say kids because kids are always highlights. So that's not allowed to say that. But like, what have been the highlights? Just say right now. <laughs> right now, doing this interview. That's right. Um, our family did an, an interview with Oprah, which was really cool. She came and interviewed each family member. Even thinking back to moments that at the time I didn't think were a thing, like even just like doing David Letterman or, you know, things like, I get really nervous to do shows like that now. And I think, like, I don't even know if I could do that. But I, I would go with no, I had no care. I had so much confidence. I would just, like, walk out and just, I didn't even really get it. Everything was moving so quickly 
that I feel like we just did things all the time. Like I did a soap opera, like an acting thing, as which I'm the worst actress of all time. <laughs> but I did that just kind of for fun. We were in New York and they filming our show and they asked me to do that. So there's been so many different things that I've tried. And I think to all these random jobs that me and my sisters had that I think are just so cool that we had the opportunity to try just so many different experience, things. Yeah. What about travel? Do you like to travel? I love to travel. What's your favorite place? I mean, Bali was really um, special. I just, it was really different, I think, than anywhere I had been. And just, you know, but I really love going to Japan. I think the time change and just, it feels like you're in a different world. Like you're on a different planet for some reason to me. It's my favorite. I love Japan. You know, I've never been... Really? Never. But oh, you're a top. I gotta model. go. You should have been to Japan. I know. Okay, I so you're go. next. So what about you? You're 24 so far. Like what? <laughs> 20 has, years. It's my whole life. <laughs> what has been a seminal moment for you in these in these last, I'd say, five six years? I mean, kind of just what we were saying. Like I think overall, I would have never imagined that it would have been even just at this level, or that I would have been in the place that I am. At today, and I always say, and I don't know how cor- it could be the corniest thing, but I always say, like, some of the most special things that I find that come out of my job are the people that I meet, the places that I get to go, and just the experiences that I get to experience. Cause I know that not everyone gets is is able to do a lot of the things that I could do. And I try not to ever take it for granted. And everyone always says, like, grasp the moment or whatever. And it's like, how do you like I sit there sometimes and I'm like, how do I grasp this right now? Like, it's just all gonna keep going. So I like to sit and think about things and just be like, I really am so fortunate and so blessed, even if it is just at the end of the day or whatever. But um, like certain things, I'd say like I got, I did September Vogue, um, which was really big for me a couple years ago. I've done like, I mean, the reason I started modeling was the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. And I know that's very like stereotypical, but like I did that and that was super cool for me. Um and just like well, a that's bunch like of, that's like a, I mean, for a model, I would think that growing up, you see those girls, you're always like, oh, oh yeah, they're so it's like hot. they're so fun. Those were like my superheroes. Yeah, I think it's just the overall. Like, I really didn't ever, and I had a lot of you know doubters. Like, there was a lot of people that were like, I- I'm I'm a very like competitive person when it comes to myself and like proving people wrong almost. So I really took that. I really was like, I'm gonna work even harder now. Like, keep keep the keep the haters coming because I swear to God, it like makes it like fuels me. I'm like, okay, let's keep it pushing. So, I had like a lot of, I I didn't know where I would end up, and um, I was, you know, I started doing it because I wanted to be an example for little girls like myself. That when I would look at you know supermodels, I thought of them as superheroes. So I'm like, I wanna I wanna be that example to other little girls or boys, and um, so I felt like I had. I just, I had this drive that I like didn't even realize I had in the moment. I was just like loving it and having so much fun. And I was like, I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to keep going. And other than the Victoria's Secret show, what was the moment for you where you were like, I can't believe I'm doing this? So with the Victoria's Secret show being said, coming into it, that's what I 
you know, thought that I wanted. And I didn't, I, I didn't do a lot of my research. I knew what models that I loved and I knew a bit about fashion, but I wasn't like super into it like that. Cause I was kind of focused on my horses. So once I got into it and I was like, you know what? I want to do this for real. I want to do this big. I went to my agency, I got signed and, um, they basically were like, you're not going to do the Victoria's Secret fashion show right now. Like we're going to show you this whole other world of like high fashion and just this, these, these amazing shows. And my first season I walked Chanel. So, I mean, I did a bunch of other shows, but that was like really big for me. Yeah. I never even imagined that was where I would be. I literally was like, like, I don't care. Like, I want to do like whatever's cool. Like, just send me, send me wherever I got to go. Like, I'll go do it and I'll put my, my hard work into it. So um, getting Chanel, I was like, what the? I was like, holy moly. Like, yeah. this is really happening. So I walked Mark Jacobs my first season. And um, so those moments were like really cool for me. I don't um, think people really, but I mean, I guess now they do because they can see more of it. But the energy that's happening in the shows and when you're backstage and it's just like constantly yeah. moving and girls are constantly going and the travel is insane. Yeah. I remember being about 19 years old and I had flown all over. I was flying from Ireland to London to New York to LA and back and forth. And I had to audition for Almost Famous. It was like one of those moments in my life where I just didn't stop. And I remember being on a plane and I was taxiing and I just like burst into mm. tears because I didn't know my head from my feet. Mm -hmm. And at this point... I now can look back and go, oh my God, I was, I just finished high school. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a lot. It's a lot when you're that young and you're kind of, you think you're ready for it, but then you're just living out of a suitcase. Mm -hmm. And I remember calling my mom. I was like, mom, I don't, I'm like losing my mind. I don't, I don't know where I am anymore. And she talked me kind of down and made me realize that that's not, that's not that normal for a 19-year-old girl to be traveling like that, like right out of the house. And anyway, I'm just wondering if you ever had moments like that where Multiple. you were... I had a lot of um, crazy moments. I've always had like, you know, some anxiety and I didn't even really know what it was when I was really young. But I think all of this kind of really ignited it in me. So well, I really had... That's, okay, so that's... Sorry to interrupt, but I, I was going to say, I want to touch on that because I was reading about your debilitating anxiety. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think it's important, especially for a lot of people, you know, you have however hundreds of millions of people who yeah. follow you. These are the things that can really, you know, touch people and people can relate to. I went through it in my mm -hmm. 20s. Yeah. And I just wanted to, to sort of ask about that and what that was for you and how it manifested. Yeah. Um. I think... Like I said, I've always had it and I didn't know what it was because yeah. no one really talked about it when I was really young. And I remember going to my mom when I was super little and being like, mom, I can't breathe. Like I'm really short of breath. I feel like I can't get a deep breath. And she was like, I don't know. So I went to a doctor, my lungs checked, my lungs are fine, whatever. No one ever told me what it was. Not even my mom really knew what was going on. She couldn't be like, okay, you're having a panic attack or you're having anxiety or whatever. So it was slight growing up and then like I said, going into my job and just traveling nonstop. I mean, I would be on eight to 11 to 12 hour flights almost every single day for seven years. Like I was like not, there was no stopping. Like I was losing my mind, even like missing the smallest holiday, like 4th of July. I would like lose my mind. I'd be hysterical in my bedroom. Like, but I felt, I almost felt like I was like, I knew I wanted to be there because I knew that the outcome is what I wanted. Like I wanted to do that job and I wanted, but in reality, I was like, what am I doing this for? I'm, I'm 19 years old. I'm 18 years old and I should be having fun with my friends. Like, why am I, what am I doing? Like I'm whatever. So I would just have these breakdowns and um, my anxiety got 
really, really bad. And I think that everyone uses the, the word anxiety really lightly these days mm-hmm. because it, it is a real thing. And I would get, in, I would go into the deepest panic attacks where I would, I'd have people br- like rush me to the hospital. I'd be like, I'm going to die. Like there, things are not going right. I got my heart checked. I got my brain checked. Yep. I got my lungs checked. I, did I got all everything checked yeah. to make sure that I was okay. I would, yep. I had these really bad um, attacks where I would, someone my my chinese medicine doctor guy told me that they they kind of call it cave woman syndrome basically where you go to bed and you think every you feel fine you're like i'm going to bed i'm good whatever i don't feel anxious and you basically wake up in the middle of the night with like complete like just anxiety in the middle of your sleep you're waking up i was screaming i was couldn't stop like i could felt like i couldn't breathe my heart was going crazy I would just have these like frights, whatever you want to call it in the middle of the night. I'd call someone, usually it was Shelly's off and I would like, I'd be like, I need to come over. She was so nice. She would answer the phone every night at like three in the morning. I would go there and all of a sudden I would feel fine. And it's basically when I got robbed a few times in my last house um, and like stalkers and all these things. And it's basically when you go to bed and subconsciously, you don't, you're not even aware that you don't feel safe. So it's like when when the the cavemen would go out to hunt and the women would have to stay back with the the babies, they would have that too because so they wouldn't a, feel safe primal. anymore. Because primal, right? How did you get through it? Um, it's funny because I would only get it in that. She house. realized that she needed to wake up and be like, "I'll kill a motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> so it would only happen in that house, and sometimes on airplanes. I would have these weird things where I would like fall asleep on an airplane and I would wake up like every five to ten minutes with like full anxiety really bad. So I had to like, I started meditating and that was helping a lot. I started doing like a lot of um, acupuncture and like all these other things. Anything I could figure out would help me just calm down. But, um, and then I was like, you know what? I think I got to get out of this house. I don't think this house is good for me. Something about the energy and just everything that's happened. I don't feel safe here. Do you still have anxiety? I mean, now yeah, and again. No, yeah. for sure. I mean, yeah, I got, this is just one example okay. of like something really gnarly that yeah. would happen to yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And so I ended up getting out of that house and um, I don't have those episodes anymore, but I do. And I haven't had a panic attack in a really long time just because I've gotten, I think anxiety, you can't, um, once you're having it, they say you just have to ride the wave. Yeah. So it's not about getting rid of it when you have it. It's about preventing it. Yep. So for me, it was just about finding, even if it was the littlest things, like I have so many apps in here. I yeah. couldn't even, like I have a whole like <laughs> folder in my phone. Just like the apps or yeah. the aromatherapy or the acupuncture or the or meditation, or getting a massage or once a week or meditating. Yeah. Or little. Yeah, but I didn't know what it was. I mean, now it's definitely yeah. way, way worse. Well, than when it I ever was twenty-three was. years old, this happened to me, and it hit me hard. Yeah, I, I, I was on the street, and I felt like my heart was going to explode. Yeah. I went down to a knee. I thought I was dying. Yeah, same thing. I got tests, heart, everything. Yeah, realized it was acute anxiety for eight, nine months. I, I was throwing up on the street. Oh yeah, I was getting nauseous. I, I and I would try to fight through it. And meditation yeah. was massive for yeah. me. It was meditation I, and journaling. You know, I literally, I started journaling last year, like beginning of the year. I also started reading, like physically reading books, mm-hmm. which helps me a lot. But um, journaling helped a lot just to even, even if I just write down like little thoughts, yeah. like it's not even about like writing a whole story, but, um, yeah. but yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that helped me and so I am in a better people place. people are dealing yeah. with anxiety and you're right. I think it's used lightly nowadays. The term is used so it lightly. It is a horrible, horrible feeling. You know it what is. I mean? I think we are living yeah. in an anxious world right now. I even see it with my kids. My oldest is going through it right now. He's going, he's 12. I mean, he's don't going help. through this anxiety. Yeah, place, the phones you know? don't help. I think we got to put our phones really? down. Yeah. We do. And I think I really we all do. fall victim to being on our phones a lot. Um, yes. And I don't think you should feel bad about it if you are. But I think that 
You just, it's about being aware. Did you ever get to the root of your anxieties, you know, or really sort of think on it and be like, I wonder where Um, this is stemming from? Because it all does come from something. I think a lot of it, like I was kind of saying before, was triggered mainly by like being overworked. Yeah. And um, I didn't really have a moment for myself. So I realized that when I when I consciously kind of went to my agents and my mom and I was like, listen, guys, I'm, I love working. I'm not going to stop working. I still want to do it, but I want to be a little more selective and I want to start saying no and um, being smart about my travel schedule and just like really planning things out properly. Once I started doing that and taking time for myself, I mean, even just like the little trips that Courtney and I go on or like, or just being like, you know what? I'm going to book I'm going to book this holiday out and I'm going to be in LA for this or I want to be here or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just taking back control mm-hmm. of my life helped me so much. Third love, third love. Third love makes bras. We I I've talked about this before. I love my third love. I love what they do to give back. First of all, this company is it's all about your intimates. They have so many different styles of bras. They design it for your fit. You go on, you take a quick quiz. You'll find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. And over 15 million women have taken the quiz to date. Uh, their bra sizes, it goes from cups AA to I, including half cups. And then the bands go from 30 to 48. They call it their perfect fit promise. And that's, that's how they stand behind their product. So if you don't love it, you can exchange it, return it in the first 60 days. My favorite, the giving back part of third love. So they donate all of their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay area and across the United States. Also shout out to San Francisco and everybody in the Bay area. They're going through some devastating fires right now and we're sending a ton of love. Um, but third love has donated over 50 million in bras. So I love a company that focuses on their giving back programs and this is one of them. So go, go find out what your bra size is. (laughs) Mine was actually different than I thought it was. So right now, they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash sibling now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash sibling for 15% off today. So your parents, you guys always had to have jobs, right? That was like one of the big things. Kylie and I were always motivated because we grew up around so many like, you know, our older siblings and our parents, like everyone always had a job. So I think naturally we were really motivated. So they didn't even really have to push us into having jobs. We kind of just loved doing it. Right. But except you were clever, right? There's something about a dog walker and Mm -hmm. you were supposed to walk the dog, but you hired somebody. Genius. Um, Well, here, you want to talk about having jobs and then I could say my story. Sure. Um, One summer, I was a production assistant on a movie. Okay. It was like a TV movie. My dad was friends with the director. My mom was friends with the owners of Guests, so I had to work at the Guest store on Rodeo. Okay. Up, I usually worked upstairs in the men's section, but I am an expert t-shirt folder now. Um, I worked for both my parents as their personal assistants on different summers, um, which honestly was probably where I learned the most in life because I feel like 
just watching them, like what I was saying, like role modeling and just hearing my mom on the phone or my dad on the phone and how they would talk to people and get things done. Or I was in charge of my mom's Rolodex. I had to typewrite. She like was obsessed with a typewriter. I had to use her typewriter and make her Rolodex cards when she got someone's contact. I loved our Rolodex. Remember the family Rolodex? And so just seeing how she organized, I had to do all of her filing, her filing systems and how she organized everything and um, how she got her, you know, errands. And I had to run all of her errands, go with her to Costco, do all the stuff. Like just, I don't know. It just taught me so much about how to keep a household. Um, and especially my dad's, I was in charge during the OJ trial of organizing the mail into OJ's mail. And it was into boxes I had to do ones with money, ones with that had a lead, ones that um I don't know, there was like four categories. Wow, hate so mail wild. and fan mail. I think yeah. it also like we all we were just talking about how you haven't really been to any of our houses, but we all like, you know, we just run our households a certain way and you can like you can see it. It's like literally a product of like what my mom has just instilled in all of us and how we like run our lives and how organized we are. And we're just like, we were adults at such a young age, thanks to our mom. And I consider it a really good thing. Like we just, you know, we know how to like run shit. Yeah. Yeah. How to run shit. (laughs) Um, Okay. And then, so your dog, your dog story real quick. Yeah. Um, So we used to, Kylie and I used to walk dogs in our community all the time. We would literally just like make poster like flyers and like go to our neighbor's houses and just be like do you need a dog walk do you need a dog walk and so it became like a little bit of a thing and then there was this man in our community that ended up he was doing the same thing as us and we didn't even really know about him and we found out about him so we were like oh like here like you could start taking the dogs whatever and um we would still kind of get paid for it and then and then they ended up like they caught me doing it on the show at one point um oh, oh that's it oh yeah it was on so, the show it was on the show oh, that's so, so funny i like i like got paid for walking yeah. my dog but then i would just go give her to the that's to amazing. the dog walker if, and just, if like, that go was do my, my thing. kid amazing. like i i guess i i go both I would be really well, it's entrepreneurial. Well, I was gonna say, <laughs> I, I I would like the I would like the spirit of it, right. which is I've got other things I want to be doing. I'm gonna figure out how to make money and mm. not have to do the work. Oh, I was I was genius at that. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, sort of. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> now, no, but when I was a kid, fake oh, yeah. IDs, like, all the stuff. Let's talk about push. Where did this come from? How long have you been doing it now? And then what are your dreams for it? It is a lifestyle website um, that, I don't know, I just felt like when you think of even like the stereotype, what we were talking about, how I feel like I'm, you know, edited or portrayed on my show, that I feel like if you're, if you care about what you're eating and you want to eat organic and be healthy and take care of yourself and like wellness is important to you. It was almost to me like you couldn't be also sexy or cool. This lifestyle was kind of missing, I felt. So we've been having so much fun with it. I do it with two of my best friends from high school and it's been really fulfilling. And I think there's a lot we could do with it 
So we have a bunch of plans. And is the platform, is it, a, is it an email? Is it a newsletter? Is it? We do have a newsletter that goes out. It's a free um, site, which I had an application before. We all did, all my sisters. But it was like you had to pay right. to get the content. So this is all free content. Great. Um, we've done some collabs um, last year with products that we were selling on it. So it does have a shop shopping element. Um, but it's mostly the content is what I'm finding the most fulfilling. Fun. Ready? Let's do a speed round. One word to describe the other. Cool. <laughs> you or me? You're you. Descri- oh, okay, okay. I was going to yeah, say kind. Do. Kind oh, and thanks. cool. Um, funny. Um, which sibling do you fight with the most? Kim. Kendall. Do I like, I feel like I don't fight with anyone really. Maybe Ky- I'd say Kylie. For sure, Kylie. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Who has the better closet to raid? Probably Kendall. I'd say me too. Yeah. What, about, what about everybody? <laughs> I well, well I can't really closet. raid her stuff because her shoes are too small. Well, I'm also, I do have a great vintage. You do. You have really good vintage. I do have really good. You, you do, do have really good vintage. I want to come see both of your closets. <laughs> Anytime. Who's more bossy? Me. Courtney. Maybe not anymore. Yeah. I, think I, I get kind of bossy yeah. too. But I'm just Kendall. a control freak. Like I just like... I think Kendall is. I'm going to change my answer. Really? I'll take it. <laughs> Which sister would you call to bail you out of jail? It doesn't have to be you guys. Chloe. Kim. Oh, good one. Interesting. I would trust either of them though. But I think Kim right now. Chloe's really? more on like I a, don't know. Chloe would I feel like streets perspective. I was gonna say Kim Chloe is would more like legal professional. <laughs> I was gonna say Chloe would probably find any way she could right. to be yeah, able yeah. to. Chloe would break you out of jail <laughs> and yeah. Kim would go through the system. Chloe would dig a right. hole. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who is best at giving advice? It depends on what the advice is for. Guy advice, I think Chloe. But Chloe's is harsh. Harsh Chloe's advice. super harsh when it comes yeah. to relationship Like advice. there's no tolerance. If you want that harsh advice, if you want the kind of on your same level, I would talk to Kendall. And then if I want like fashion advice, I usually ask Kendall or like if you really want to like what photo to post, maybe a Kylie. <laughs> this is so funny. She's pretty oh, on point with it though. Is that the same as you? Yeah, I mean, I think relationship advice, I'd say it does depend on what I'm going through because sometimes you're like, okay, this person I feel like could relate to this situation. But like I wouldn't go to Kim for relationship advice. I go to her sometimes <laughs> if I need to be like an and investigator. And she's the only one who's married, so we probably should. Well, now we need to have Kim and Chloe <laughs> on so that we... <laughs> Kim's like the investigator though. Like I could call Kim if it's like the tea, like drama. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, oh, I need to call Kim because she'll just like, she'll vibe with me mm-hmm. on the drama because she just loves the tea. Um, but then, yeah, Chloe's super harsh, but I could call her to be like, what the fuck do I do? And she's like, okay, here's what you do. Whatever. What about career advice? I would ask Kim. I go to Kim, yeah. Who's the worst at keeping secrets of all Kim. you guys? Kim. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the most laid back? Kylie's pretty laid back. Because Kylie, like I said earlier, she's just kind of like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Right. Kylie's so, very non-judgmental. If there was a stoner, who would it be? Kendall. Kendall? I am a stoner. <laughs> really? Yeah, no one knows oh that. So that's the first time I've ever really said anything about <laughs> there. Yeah. Who is better at making decisions? It's 
Definitely not me. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm did the you least. Say <laughs> no, I'm super indecisive too. Probably. But I'm the worst. Chloe? I'm the most. Yeah, you're really indecisive. Chloe's um, probably like, we're going here. No, because no? Chloe doesn't really travel and stuff. Kim is, I would say, maybe the most. Decisive, yeah. You guys should do, well, <laughs> a show? <laughs> yeah, no, you guys should do a show. <laughs> what? Oh, we should have She's a, like show. a show. She's like, a show. On Friday, I was packed with my passport in my hand, suitcases in my trunk. I was going to drive to the airport to go with Kim and Kanye to Cabo for one night. Walking out the door to my car, I saw Mason in the hallway and I was like, okay, Mace, I'm leaving. Mommy's leaving. He's like, mommy, don't go. And then I was like, you know what? I don't know it to anyone. I'm going to stay home. <laughs> like I'm the worst. <laughs> oh my God. That's kind of how I am. I'll cancel. I like, love that though. I yeah. hate plans. I hate making plans. I I'm, cannot commit to a I plan. I am no. the biggest planner and I'm such a committer. Ugh. But like this past New Year's, I had a real big just dilemma. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I was like losing my shit. I was like, I'm so indecisive right now. I'm losing my mind. I just need, <laughs> like, I can't even do this. And right I now. have this, this, this muscle testing that I was trying to teach Kendall yeah. where you kind of rock back and forth in your body and you say, yes, 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 no, no, no. And then you ask the question and then it, you either, it either pushes you to Forward yes or, or no. Oh, interesting. And so I do that when I can't decide. I did that for Cabo. Really? Let your body decide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, who's the messiest? If it's of us you two, two, it's Courtney. Of all you guys, who's the most rebellious? Chloe was. Like, fuck Yeah, Chloe was. It's so funny because Katy Perry calls me the Patty Hearst of our family. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> it's me. I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. Fuck the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> Who's That's the funniest of all you guys? Who would you say is Kylie and Rob? Really? I think Kylie, Kylie and Rob. Oh, Rob. I think it's so Rob funny is the it's such funniest. a sister dynamic. I know. I know. Rob's 100% the funniest. I think Chloe's the funniest sister. I definitely would not say Kylie. Really? I think Kylie's so funny. But I guess it's I But guess I it's think objective. she's funny just as a person, but I don't think she's trying to be funny. <laughs> I think she's super witty. So is Kim, though. Kim's really witty. Who wins in a fight? Us like two. Physical? No. Oh, I don't know. No, like girl, like fight. Like oh. how we like you're fighting. Like who usually gets the last, last word? Last word. Mm. Who's like between us or amongst well, everyone? Between you guys and then everybody. I don't know. Maybe me. I'm pretty stubborn. Yeah, but you also like um you also kind of at a certain point you're like, why are we having this conversation? I gotta go. You know what I mean? Like you kind yeah. of like bow out. Yeah. Aries are like pit bulls. We just we like when I we, like to win. Yeah. When we when we but so when our I. when it's our perfect. jaw like clenches down, it's really hard to release. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Childhood crush. Did you have a childhood when you were little? Like Leonardo oh my god. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo. Mm -hmm. Is that okay. still your crush? Because he's still hot. <laughs> I think mine wow. was Benny the Jet Rodriguez from The Sandlot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I swear to God, I had the biggest crush on him. That's amazing. Um, That's amazing. So we do we do this with everyone. So we'll start with Courtney. If you could. If you could have something that Kendall possesses, meaning about like who she is, a quality, a, a quality a of hers that you could take for your own, what would it be? Um, I think her, like I'm getting there, but like her privacy, her real lack of not caring to share to like validate the moment. Mm. 
And then I like that. That's actually- And to good. alleviate from candles. I think her um, like worry, her like she worries about things that, you know, ultimately probably aren't important. It's very true. Mm. I'm a huge stresser. Mm-hmm. About everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. The, and no, um, so one thing. One I thing would you would take, take from her. From her that you wish you possessed a quality um, of some sort. I think you're like cool and calm, because like even if you do stress out about something, you're still just cool and calm. And I can't. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I just like I spiral. I think I'm going to record myself in a freak out so all of you guys can see that I really do freak out. <laughs> well, then I, I I wish I could be as like, you know, like put it aside mm-hmm. for like, because I can't put things aside. I'm very mm-hmm. like, if I'm freaking out, I need to like stay home and freak out. Mm-hmm. I can't just like mm-hmm. move on. Um, and and we'll, then something yeah. I would leave from her, yeah. maybe some of your insecurities. Mm-hmm. I wish I could like leave from you because you're a bad bitch. Mm. Thank you. Well, let's you just leave it at that. You're a bad bitch. You're a bad bitch. You're a bad bitch. Okay, but and then the last thing I would say is advice to people out there who have the patchwork families like ours, like yours, mm-hmm. um, and you know what, like what's the glue? What would you say to people who sometimes struggle in those relationships? The glue is the love, and just like I was going to say, the unconditional love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's, there's no, you know, we love each other no matter what. Even if we fight, we would always have each other's backs. I think it's also just like understanding each other and knowing that everyone has their own shit. Sorry. No. No, Um, no, It's true. But. It's being compassionate. Yeah, Yeah. it is. And just like, you know. And forgiveness. Totally. I think all of that just... Yay! Yay! Thank you You guys guys, so much. Thank thank you for having us. Sibling Revelry is executive produced by Kate Hudson and Oliver Hudson. Producer is Allison Bresnik. Editor is Josh Windish. Music by Mark Hudson, a.k.a. Uncle Mark. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 